So it's always been this battle about full range of motion, a half rep or full rep, but nobody ever questions is the muscles being worked? Are the muscles being worked? Are they being worked to their fullest capability? That is so subjective. You have to have some type of hookups, electronic hookups to really do some AB testing on the efficiency of the muscles that are being recruited and, and worked. Welcome to the Success Fitness Podcast. I am your host, Christian Evans. This podcast is about improving our relationship with nutrition and exercise to achieve success in our fitness journey. And I'm going to help us do just that. But first, I need to ask you, are partial reps a waste of time? This was an article written by NASM titled, Are Partial Reps a Waste of Time? I'm going to give you my thoughts and my answers on this very question. But first, a word from our sponsors. Are you hungry but only have 30 minutes to meal prep? Then download my new e-cookbook, What's a Meal Prep, at successfitnessstore.com. You will get three step-by-step written and visual recipes for one high-protein meal that's under 600 calories. I'll help you cook fresh salmon, steamed fresh broccoli, and quinoa in under 30 minutes to help you stay on track of your fitness goals. So go to successfitnessstore.com to download your copy today. Alrighty, welcome back to the podcast and thank you for bearing with me through those sponsors. Now, are partial reps a waste of time? This was an article that came across my timeline that was written by NASM and I'm going to just read off a couple paragraphs into it and uh, or a couple paragraphs of it and give my opinion on certain things that they hit on. Some things I agree with, some things I don't agree with. But either way, this is a learning experience and hopefully you can get something out of it. And I will have uh, the the article linked in the show notes. But this was written by Brad Dieter. This is the author, so I'm just going to read a a sentence or two off about this person's um, credentials. Brad Dieter is a trained exercise physiologist, molecular biologist, and biostatistician. He received his BA from Washington State University and a master's of science in biomechanics at the University of Idaho and completed his PhD at the University of Idaho. So Brad Dieter is the author of this article, Our Partial Reps Away waste of time. So I'm just going to just read off um, a couple paragraphs and chime in with my opinion on it. And I'm not going to read all of it. Uh, last time I tried to do that, my contacts were in. So this is why you see the glasses and excuse for the lights bouncing off of them. Right. So let's go into this, this, uh, this first paragraph. And again, I'll have this article linked in the show notes, right? So what are partial reps? Partial reps are a variation on a given movement that is performed precisely as it sounds. The exercise is performed over a partial range of motion. This partial range of motion can occur in the end range of motion, the middle range of motion, or the most proximal range of motion. So if anybody does not have a clear vision or thought of, uh, or example of what what a half rep is just imagine doing a squat just halfway just imagine doing a bicep curl not all the way just imagine doing a bench press and not coming all the way down so it can touch your chest so that's an example of a partial rep 
Still continuing on into this first paragraph. In many cases, partial ranges of motion occur on accident by individuals because they may be unable to perform a given exercise through a full range of motion due to mobility limitations, the weight being too heavy or just not fully knowing what the intended full range of motion for the exercise is. The type of partial rep that we are referring to here are the type of deliberate repetition that is limited in range of motion for a specific reason. Now, being that I have been a personal trainer for, I would say, going on five plus years, is that I experience half reps, partial reps, whatever you want to call it. And when I first started, I really didn't understand it. I really didn't understand um half reps or partial reps or why people could not, let's say, execute a squat. And as I began to educate myself in experience and through experience with clients and clientele is that people have an array of issues or things that can be stopping them. Right. And one of the top ones is that uh, their form, right. You know, their form may not be, all the way. But what's more important, that's working within their form, their muscles, their muscles can be tight. So we spend a lot of time just getting those muscles uh, to stretch to execute the range of motion properly. So a lot of times if we see somebody doing a half rep before we get before we get so judgmental, more than likely, they're probably tight. They're probably tight in the range of motion. Uh, well, in their in their muscles and maybe they need to stretch. And in addition to that, it's none of your business. <laughs> it's none of our business because they could be intentionally doing these refs, reps halfway, right, for a specific desired outcome. Why include partial reps? At first glance, it may seem like a bad idea to include partial reps in one's training as it is not fully executing a movement the way it should be executed. What I just said, <laughs> which is true. In many cases, however, there are some very good reasons why partial reps may be very beneficial in one's programming. There are three main reasons why someone may choose to use partial reps, improving position, specific strength, hypertrophy and training around injury. Right. Um, Speaking from personal experience about training around an injury, I just recently had a lower back injury that I thought was a lower back injury, but it wasn't. Uh, When I went to the therapist, she basically said, um, you got a weak ass. (laughs) I'm a weak ass. Right. And (laughs) um, what it was, it was a high glute strain. And that's because um, I was just very weak in my calves and very weak in my hamstring due to doing some split squats years ago and uh, something tore and I never got it looked out because I didn't have insurance at the time. Right. So, you know, we get all these injuries. We get injuries a lot of times. We're like, Oh, we just walk it off. Right. And those cases for people who are like me at the time who did not have insurance, I have insurance now, but back then I didn't. And that led to me overcompensating on my right leg. Right. And my left side, Everything just got weaker and just kept getting tighter. And my ability to stretch that muscle became um, and result. The result of that, I became weaker. Right. So there's a certain way that uh, I had to train from there on out. Right. Um, I, I couldn't do full range of motion exercises, but I could still do certain exercises, but may may, may not be full range of motion. So it kind of looked kind of dirty. It looked kind of grungy. It looked unorthodox, but I was working my muscles nonetheless. So 
Again, when we see somebody working out and they may be doing a half rep here or there, there's a lot going on other than what we see or them just not, quote unquote, doing it right by our standards. Our standards is not their standards and we do not know what they're what they're going through. Right. So going down to uh, the last uh, paragraph within this article, well, not in this article, but within this subparagraph, right? Uh, he states, another use for partial reps is allowing individuals to train specific exercises or movement patterns while injured. Many times, muscular skeletal injuries have position-specific pain, discomfort, or weakness in programming and exercise to avoid. Those positions can allow an individual to still train that movement pattern in those muscle groups without exasperating an exi existing injury. Again, my experience with clients, uh, a typical uh, injury people have, or um, what's the word I'm looking for? let's say ailments, right? Um, our knees, right? I have a client that, um, his knees aren't 100%, right? Due to his, due to his history, his professional history, there has been some issues there that's been causing some knee discomfort. And when we execute lunges, he may not go say full range of motion, but he's doing the, the workout. He's executing the exercise, but it may not be full range of motion, but we're still doing it. He's still working through injury. So this is my example of what uh, Brad just typed. There are many ways individuals can include partial reps in their training. There's no single way to apply partial reps. It should be really tailored to an individual's training needs. However, there are a few principles to consider. Moving on to the second one. The first would be to examine partial reps for a specific reason. If you are a coach who trains clients or an individual who competes in strength sports such as powerlifting or weightlifting, partial reps can be considered for areas of an individual's lifts where they may have weaknesses. Consider looking at their sticking points, squats, bench press, deadlifts, or other major lifts and use partial reps to help train more specific strength. Now, lately I have been doing just that for myself and in addition to um, my clients, right? And we've been working on the sticking point in our bench press. So we've been doing pin presses, right? I actually just posted a YouTube short asking what exercise is this? And uh, I'll link that down in the show notes. But anyway, pin presses, rack presses. Um, what else are they called? Dead presses, various names for similar exercise that help you through a sticking point. So it puts, um, I would say like a guard, like kind of like halfway through, um, your range of motion in your, your bench press or our bench press. Right. And you get under the weight and you just press up, right. You just press up. So you're not pressing down, um, or bringing it all the way down to your chest. Right. Um, it's pretty much just the halfway point, wherever you feel like your sticking point is, especially when you want to increase your bench press. So it was one of the methods used by many bodybuilders, many, uh, power lifters. I'm Scott, I'm sorry. Um, to, work through their sticking point far as pin presses. So this is another example of uh, using half reps to its benefit. And so it moves on to talk about how to put partial reps to work. They give examples, dumbbell bicep curls, uh, lunges, skull crushers. Uh, skull crushers is one of those ones where I may not go full, full range of motion um, laying on my back or yeah, uh, flat or incline. Um, due to my elbow, 
I may, I may have some stiffness in my in my elbow. So I may not go full range of motion going all the way back or all the way up. It just depends on how the elbow is feeling uh, right now or during that exercise. And you will see articles and you will see videos about full extension on triceps, locking out or not locking out, keeping constant tension on or not. It, it, there, there's so many of it that then how can you commit to just one? You know, my advice would just be research it yourself and then come to a conclusion that works best for you. Both partial reps and full reps are important in any well-designed training program, and one should not be used at the full expense of the other. A program of entirely full range of motion repetitions may be leaving some muscle growth <laughs> may be leaving some muscle growth and position specific strength on the table. Conversely, a program of entirely partial reps is going to compromise end of range strength and stability, as well as mobility, which can increase the likelihood of injury in some circumstances. The best way to view this topic is not necessarily partial reps versus full reps, but partial reps and full reps and finding the best ways to incorporate both into your training based on your individual goals. And then it goes on to the summary. Once again, this is an article on nasm.com and I will have the article uh, posted in the show notes uh, written by Brad Dieter. And the headline, <laughs> the headline, are partial reps, a waste of time really struck uh, a nerve with me, but not a bad nerve, you know, a good nerve, because this is something that uh, me and my clients, we talk about a lot. And being that we are all trying to improve, you know, our, our fitness, right. Me having to explain certain things to them and how it, it makes sense to them. Even when it comes to, we always keep going back down to, to, to squats, right. And, and how to squat. There's so many different depths that an individual can, can achieve or want to achieve, but their muscles may be preventing them from going all the way, right? Going you know, the the full the full depth of what they can go could be muscle tightness, could be flexibility, all types of different different things. But we include half reps, and I let them know it's okay to include these half reps, right? So they can eventually get to where they want to go. Going back to the pin presses that I've been working on, I've been working on with my client to increase the bench press, and we've seen gains. We've seen gains after doing pin presses for weeks. This is one of the methods I use to increase my bench press over the years. So you're going back to the basics. This is some of the basics for me. Even when it comes to deadlifts, you got your, you got your traditional uh, Romanian deadlifts, barbell deadlifts, or your traditional um, stiff leg deadlifts, right? And this is a high risk versus reward type of exercise. It's for who it's for, and it's not for who it's not. I particularly have been going more towards the the rack pulls, right? So you got your above the knee rack pulls or below the knee rack pulls just for a little bit of extra stretch, right? But this keeps it safe. The same guards that I use for the pin presses or dead presses or lockouts, right? Um, you pretty much set those up, put the bar right underneath um, as far as the, the range right underneath your knee, and you're getting your traditional Romanian deadlift uh, position, 
and you execute the movement. It reduces that going that 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 motion to go all the way down to the ground um, when you don't really have to because you're still able to work your glutes, work your your hamstrings, as well as your calves and all the the assistant muscles that are used for that exercise. So, again, our partial reps, a waste of time. No, they're not. If you are well-rounded in your education, in your experience, it's it's more experience than anything because people can be educated all they want. They can be educated from a standpoint of just reading articles after article after article after article. But if they are not experiencing full reps or half reps, they they may not know. And they just see somebody doing something and it's all, you know, they're doing it wrong. They're doing it wrong. They're doing it wrong. One of my top videos on my YouTube channel is how to do perfect pushups. I was uh, doing perfect pushups while I received some perfect pushups um, from uh, Perfect Fitness. And I did this video probably about six, seven years ago, right? Six to seven years ago. I still get comments to this very day about what I am doing right or what I'm doing wrong. It just amazes me that that many people are looking for videos about push-ups. A lot of comments are, well, you're not going down all the way, right? And it's like the muscles are still being worked, right? And that's so that's so subjective. Because if I get a comment about, oh, you're not going down all the way, then I have another comment right underneath it correcting that person that he is or what is the need to go down all the way according to that person's standard right so it's always been this battle about full range of motion a half rep or full rep but nobody ever questions is the muscles being worked are the muscles being worked are they being worked to their fullest capability that is so subjective you have to have some type of hookups electronic hookups to really do some a b testing on the efficiency of the muscles that are being recruited in and worked but this is a very interesting article about our partial reps a waste of time is going through the definitions about where it's what's classified as a partial rep and why to include partial reps, how to include them into your, your workout routine and how to put them to work. And last but not least, partial reps versus full reps. So after my assessment, after my opinion, after my reaction to this article, what do you think about partial reps? Are partial reps a waste of time? Do you include partial reps into your workout routine or not? I want you to comment below with your answer. If you found inspiration in today's podcast and would like to support, then sign up to my weekly newsletter, The Success Fitness Newsletter. You will get weekly notifications when this podcast publishes every Sunday at 12 a.m. Central Standard Time and 10% off your order at my merch store, successfitnessstore.com. Just click the link in my show notes. And this brings us to the end of another episode of The Success Fitness Podcast. Thank you for listening and please like, share, comment and subscribe to this video and to my channel. And if any situation is not making you stronger, simply chant more weight, more weight, more weight. Remember, hashtag more weight. Peace out.